0: This is Ralph Carhart, the author of The Hall Ball, and you are listening to Baseball
1: and Barbecue.
2: the studios of baseball and bbq where the bbq stands for barbecue this is episode 151 of baseball and barbecue i am joined by my illustrious co-host jeff cohen and i am leonard hollywood aberman hey, thank you <laughs> i <laughs> And we are so glad you joined us for episode 151, Jeff. Yes, sir. I think the first 150 were practice. Okay. (laughs) This this is episode one of us being true professionals. (laughs) I can't even say that with a straight face. No. No, I just can't. But... We have a special episode, but before we get to it, let me tell everyone that bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports. And even golf, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe fifty. That's B L E A V five zero. To receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. And Jeff, I'm very excited about this show and our why, guest tonight. Why,
3: why is that? It's it's a one guest, isn't it?
2: Yeah, one guest. One uh-huh. guest. And, and he could he could probably even go by one name. We could just he could go by Bron, but but he he goes but he uses both names. And it is Bron Houston Stam. He is the founder and CEO of Believe. You know Believe. I, I heard of them. Yeah, yeah. That's B L E A V. That's that's Believe. <laughs> ah, okay. When we joined the Believe Network, you know, I had this insane notion that, hey, we're here. Welcome us. And he did. It took a little while. He was very—he's a very busy man. Busy man. Busy man. Did not realize at the time there are like 500 podcasts on the network. As I told Bron, we're kind of egocentric here, and we we basically <laughs> didn't realize there were that many, and thought all the attention should be on us. But how wrong was I with oh. that? So,
3: <laughs> anyway,
2: no comment. Yes. So Bron, Bron joins us and we'll get to him in a moment. He's going to talk about baseball, barbecue, the network. He's had quite quite a past, let's say. And uh, before we do, before we get to him, I want to just tell everyone to make sure that you go to Barbecue Buddha for their award winning sauces and rubs cookbooks. That's Ray Sheehan. Okay, Barbecue Buddha. And Ray Sheehan's going to be opening Ray's Roadside Kitchen very soon. And of course, there's BaseballBBQ.com for their grilling tools and accessories. And of, and then the, ba- the Pandemic Baseball Book Club to get books and swag from the authors, many of the authors that we've had on.
3: All right. And with that, why don't we get to Bron, how do you pronounce his last name?
2: Ron Houstonstan. Eh, here he is. Baseball and barbecue, or as we say, BBQ listeners, you guys are in for a treat. For those of you who have been with us from the beginning, you know that in December, we'll mark five years of doing this show. Well, on March 19th of 2022, we joined the Believe Network, and we finally... Are being welcomed as we should be rightfully be welcomed to the network by none other than the I think he's the head muckety muck. I think he's <laughs> he is it, the big cheese. And I like to say that this man is like an onion. I mean, he's got layers. If you do a research, you do a deep dive on this guy, you will not believe what you're gonna find. His name is Bron Houston Stam. We are so honored that he has joined our podcast as our guest, and we, we're, we couldn't be happier. So, Bron, all kidding aside, we welcome you, and thank you for welcoming us to the Believe Network.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for having me. First and foremost, it's an honor to be on with our favorite show. So if we were going to start somewhere, it would definitely be with you guys two of my favorite topics, baseball and barbecue.
2: See that, Jeff. Yeah, we we I knew it. I knew it. I told you we are the favorite. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I right, Jeff straight to it. Straight
0: to a guy's desire. Baseball and barbecue. Let's go. Which get the first? ball
2: rolling, Jeff.
3: Oh, fa- thank you, Brian, for joining us. You know, we like Len said we joined it in March on the Believe Network, but Believe has. I mean, looking at their at your website. I mean, we didn't know before we got to you guys. Five hundred shows. Eight hundred hosts 40 million followers. I mean that, that's quite a network you, you built up. So tell us the origin story, how you got started with belief.
0: Yeah, you know, it it sounds fantastic when you say it back. You know, it was a, a lot of effort, really just an idea that came organically. My background was of managing talent and I was looking for a spot for some of our talent to get into podcasts. I really saw it as an addition to a Twitter, an Instagram, a YouTube that there was this audio wave coming. And so I told a couple of my clients, I said, Hey, like, this is coming, you know, you guys really got to check this out. It reminded me of when clothing, which was my background before this before my agency, my parents owned a chain of clothing stores, when you could now go direct consumer, and you could skip a Nordstrom's or a place like that because of the advent of technology. And I really saw the same thing coming for hosts that you know, this was going to be an opportunity with podcasts to have a world-class show from your house. And you wouldn't have to do a traditional model of going out there and pitching it and, you know, moving to a different state and, you know, covering high school sports and and climbing the ladder, because that was the old model. You know, there was really nothing that took you from say, if a 10 is Terry Bradshaw on Fox and a, you know, a five is a local radio host, there was nothing to get to zero to five. I mean, nothing. And so we knew that we could kind of fill that lane. And once we got started, we realized we had something and, And kind of wound down the agency and moved all of my clients to hosts uh, and then tried to treat all of our hosts like they were clients, which gave it a really different feel that we were coming more from the talent side than the production side. And so, yeah, here we are four years later and really excited just about the opportunity to continue to amplify voices, you know, that are that are great, you know, professionals, insiders, players that play the game. You know, we've really created a, a network for all of them and we're excited about it with you guys here as the linchpin to the catalyst of success, then, you know, that's where we're at. So I appreciate that. And and thank you for the kind words on it.
2: You know what, Jeff? We are actually, our podcast is older than the Pleave Network. Yes, it is. <laughs> By a year. Yeah. That's that's impressive. So, so, Ron, I really meant it when I said, you know, the layers. I was amazed that you have an IMDB page. You've got some impressive... Resume there. I mean, you you were a batter in the ugly truth, which is a movie with Katherine Hegel and Gerard Butler. It says batter, uncredited. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's but see, everybody in Hollywood has an IMDb page. See, that's how you get into a nightclub. They check your IMDB page. So if you didn't if you lived there and you were excited about things, then you know you had an IMDB page. Mine always came from my surfing background when they needed someone to surf. And then there was some other opportunities and and they paid you for them. So absolutely, I wanted to show up. Plus, I had a ton of friends that were actors and was always kind of jealous of the opportunities that presented them. But my goal was always to be a host. So I would go on stuff that would lead to further and further hosting. That one is pretty funny. That is definitely uncredited. I don't think I made the movie, but I was there. There was a baseball scene and I was there.
2: <laughs> and And Jeff, also, this one's good too. In the same year, actually you were quite busy. There's a movie called spread and he was Jen's date also on. Oh, that's correct. And that says that's it's a correct. sex comedy centered on a serial womanizer and his jilted lover. You, <laughs>
0: that's he, he stole my girl. That serial womanizer, that one I'm there. If you watch that movie and I, I highly suggest you do. I think it stayed in theaters about a week. So you might've missed it. Uh, there is a, a nice, three seconds of, of me uh, really catapulting, you know, to the next thing. I think that's how I got uncredited batter was that uh, three seconds that I was on camera at that one. So those are just a lot of fun opportunities, you know, right after college, you know, trying out some different stuff. And like I said, I wanted to be host, and I also like to make money. So if like to show up and uh, get
2: paid for it, that was a pretty good opportunity as well. I'm going to stay on this for just a little while, Bron, but punked. Did you get punked by Ashton Kusher in uh, 2006? No, that one is. I, I If you've
0: ever watched the episode, there's one where Matt Leinert gets punked. I know that's how kind of everybody uh, associates those with because, you know, it's all about the star. So we actually set that up behind the scenes because he was coming out of USC and we were friends from USC. Looking back at it, Maybe not the best idea, but that show was such a hit. When the opportunity presented itself, it seemed like, you know, a lot of fun. And so it's uh, it's actually me setting up Matt and then Ashton punks him later. But yeah, Matt and I are at the beginning because we went to dinner together and that was kind of all part of the ruse.
2: Also, I'll just stay on it for one more moment. Something with you were a surfer, right? You were a professional surfer. That's correct. So I guess you were in a, it was called Unsalted, a Great Lakes experience. Was yeah, that-, that was
0: actually one of the cooler things I, I ever got to do. Uh, I was on call. I had a, my clothing sponsor at the time. That That's how you get paid as a surfer. There's a little bit of money in competitions, but most of your money, especially, you know, 20 years ago when, when I was kind of doing my thing was through your sponsors. So one of my sponsors was OP Ocean Pacific. They had sponsored that film. Uh, they did a lot of stuff in the Midwest. That was kind of more of OP zone. So, you know, they had some core kind of business in in california and, and in florida but op was much more mainland they just kind of used the idea so they had sponsored a movie about surfing the great lakes and so they told me hey at some point over the winter you know you're just kind of on call if it looks like there's a storm to surf the great lakes you, you're gonna go and i'm like awesome that sounds like a blast what's the temperature there and it was zero overnight it's like okay so I got I got my wetsuit sponsor at the time, Excel, to get me the you know the coldest things that you know humans can make. And I got a call about four months later and they said it's it's time. It looks like there's gonna be an actual surf in the Great Lakes. And look, I'm from Southern California, I know nothing about surfing the Great Lakes. This is pre-Google. So I go, I fly over there, I, I wake up in the morning, you know, like 3 a.m. We drive out to the middle of, of Duluth, Minnesota, about two hours outside the city. And I remember like the light was just coming up, and I was like, Oh, there's no waves because, you know, there's an outer reef. And they're like, No, 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 that's not an outer reef. That's just ice. And so that's, that's what we showed up to do. And, and sure enough, the waves were actually pretty good. We surfed, you know, about three hours. The, the waves came up, and they went right back down because that's kind of how the storms work in the Great Lakes. And I came out and I had like three inch long icicles coming off of my forehead. And uh, that was really cool. It was a really fun experience, and and I could see why people surf there. It was it, it was good, and and the technology with the wetsuits and everything made it so that you could do it and not be too cold. Yeah, I, the, uh, the Great Lakes thing was awesome. I would highly recommend that. Like just surfing there was a lot of fun, and and so that was great. the funny you're taking me down memory lane.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is this is your life. Appreciate it.
3: Well, I'm bringing you back to uh, the current period here, and I'm looking at your at, at the. Leave website with all these shows that you have on it. And it seems to me that it's heavily, uh, I guess skewed if it's the right word for football, but you do have a lot of baseball shows, a lot of different sports, also non-sports. I know you have uh, some comedy shows on here. So tell us
0: how do you find all these people to come in and have a podcast? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh really just a combination of inbound and outbound. You know, some people we targeted and some people targeted us, you know, similar to how you know we found you guys we really want to have people talk about what they know best. You know, you can have an Instagram account and it's, you know, very obvious what that person does. Now you can put a picture, you know, you can be a chef and then put a picture of a Dodgers game. You know, people understand that we wanted to take that to in in audio and a video version. And so that's just what we built. And, and it's really just about the checklist of, you know, what excites people? Like, you know, do they like baseball? Do they like barbecues? That's, things that, you know, we feel like a lot of consumers would be really interested in. So we can check that box off and go to the next one. You know, we've got a silver medalist figure skater, a uh, Olympic karate, you know, we've got um, a bachelor show, we've got the Dodgers, you know, Sean Green's been on there the last you know month as the co-host. So it's like, if you did it and you experience it, and that's your life, like, then we want to enhance you know, your ability to be able to uh, maximize your voice. And so that's what we've done for, for a lot of people. And, you know, it's obviously a lot of work, but we feel that we offer a really good product and our product being our entire network. And so the snowballs just kind of really ran. I mean, we get on occasion, you know, players from the NBA and MLB, and they email the website cold. And so we know that it's making the locker rooms and, you know, we're really excited about that.
3: You know, we, Lynn and I are, are Mets fans and, Mm -hmm. uh, we I know a new podcast on Believe Network came on recently. It's only like 19 or 20 episodes called Believe in Queens. And yes, hosted, hosted by Taylor Ward, Joe Certillo I think I pronounced that right. And uh, Anthony Recker, who's a former player, and he's been on the MLB Network. and he's worked for SNY, and he's just a great, great addition to that podcast.
0: Yeah, th- that show's great. He's fantastic on the microphone. And that's an opportunity where, you know, he played catcher. You talk about the Dodgers, you know, not as familiar with, you know, the Mets out there, but the Dodgers have Nomar Garciaparra and Oral Hersheiser. It's like good luck getting around them. Right. (laughs) So for all the other Dodgers that have played for the last 20 years, you know, the only one that got picked up is Jerry Hairston, who's phenomenal friends with everybody, a great guy. Very hard to get a job as a former Dodger, and so that's what we wanted to create: were these opportunities where if you played for the Dodgers and wanted about and wanted to talk about the Dodgers, you didn't have to wait for an opening to come. You could just pick up a microphone from home, start taking reps, you know, taking swings in the batting practice, build up your career, and then present yourself when you already had a working model versus just starting it from scratch.
2: So, Bron. I am very, uh, you know, self-absorbed, and we think that this podcast that it, it, the world revolves around us. And we're, <laughs> but it, it there does. are so many there are so many shows out there, and that you have on the network. So it's 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 funny. I look and I say, I wonder if uh, I wonder if they've heard uh, this week's episode. And then I mean, I can barely listen to the ones I listen to. I can't even imagine with all the shows that are on. What's your strategy to get to listen to any of these during a week?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Like, I'd love to say I'd listen to all of them. And I try to, you know, I rotate around, especially like when I'm driving, you know, I'm, I'm doing something, I, I want to hear a new show, especially because when I talk to the host, I want to, you know, relate and be excited about what they came. But yeah, with 500 shows, I mean, there's not enough time for anybody. And the truth is that you know, we really lean on, you know, people like yourself who are professionals to put out good content. They trust, we trust them that it's going to be good. And and we help with a lot of that, uh, as well. But for me, like, obviously, you know, we started this in LA, so, you know, big LA sports fans. So if I've got some leisure time and I want to just get into a believe, um, you know, it's usually going to be about, you know, our LA sports teams, uh, white just started with our USC Trojans team. So, you know, I'm all excited for USC football this year. As alma mater, so you know I'm going to be listening to every one of those, and so yeah, it, it's it's a lot. And then you know we just launched a 24 uh, seven uh, tune in station, um, and that's a great way of just discovery of new shows. So our podcasts themselves are actually running on a playlist uh, 24 hours a day on digital radio. Um, we've got believe and believe football, so anytime I'm anywhere, I can just tune, go on to tune in, turn it on, and listen to one of our shows.
2: On that twenty four seven, so sometime during that link or that loop, week our show will be on that that loop. Yeah, potentially. Uh,
0: talk to the production team about that if you haven't yet. That's brand new; it, it just started. So we have one that was football, and obviously that wouldn't make sense. But yeah, the Believe one uh, is a great discovery platform for all of our shows.
3: You know, I think we first discovered Believe when uh, we were able to book. Uh, Russ Salzburg on our, our show, and it had, okay. uh, and we found he had a, a podcast called "Get a Load of This," which is very enjoyable.
0: I listen to it, you know, when I can. I guess
3: one of the questions I, I've come up with:
0: How did you come up with the name Believe? Yeah, that's a that is a good question. I'd had an agency before this, and this is kind of one of the things that we did a lot of marketing, branding, specifically when an athlete had a business. That's that was kind of our sweet spot. Big fan of uh, the gamer tags and search engine optimization. Uh, I wanted something in a future digital space that really stuck out and you knew it was mine. So if it was, you know, if I called this, you know, platinum network, then platinum is used in the English vocabulary plus a million other businesses. Is that yours? Uh, I wanted something that we could own. Uh, and I wanted something that had a double meaning as well. So it was really a combination and, and put some stuff down. And I just kept thinking about the sports space. Like, you know, why are you at the game in the seventh inning down four runs? Like you believe, you believe your team's going to come back. That's why you're there. That's why you're excited about. And I really liked that. And I wanted to move it into a a lane that we were the only ones. And I was shocked that there was still a five letter combination that I could get everywhere. I would have thought just by the process that, you know, all the five letters, you know, you take 26 to the fifth power uh, would have been taken, Um, but it wasn't. So we own BLEAV. If you put that into any search, any directory, On podcast on YouTube, you know, you're going to get us. And so it just kind of worked out together and and I bought it instantly. And that was it. Never looked back.
2: Do you ever hear a podcast? I'm not even going to say on your network, but you've been doing this a while now. Are you able to hear a podcast and say, that's not going to last? Or even, you know, let's look at optimistically and say, I think they've got something. And are you, do you think you have that that ability now to do that.
0: Another great question way before this. So when I was 16 as a surfer, you would drive. I drive four hours to surf. I had no tape player in my 1986 Mazda B 2000 extended cab with orange racing stripes down the side. I listened to an endless amount of talk sports radio everywhere. I went, it was you know, that's right when it was Southern California. So that was like Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. It was right when Jim Rome was getting going. JT the Brick, who's actually hosts on our network, I listened to his call live when he won the Jim Rome Smack Off to launch his career in the first Smack Off. So I felt pretty good about just understanding the radio market and the voice and what it took because I was listening, honestly, like two, three hours of sports radio every day for, you know, two, three years when I had that car. So it's really just an extension of that. Uh, But yes, I've listened to a lot of them. Uh, We have a pretty good criteria now after four years, you know, we've had about 40,000 LinkedIn applications to host for us. And we've had, you know, uh, several thousand submitted. So we've got a pretty good idea of what we're looking for. How about you guys, when you listen to one and on one of your sports teams, is it something where right away you're like, this is where I'm going to keep listening or how long of a chance do you give them?
3: Uh, Yeah, we, uh, I I know, at least for me, (laughs) I have my my list of weekly podcasts I have to listen to, and you know, it, it just goes through a list. These are the guys I I definitely listen to, but I also branch out and listen to other things. I know uh, for from, from example on the Believe Network. I know you have one with the you know comedy one. It's just it's called Prank Girl or something. It was just very. It's just you know okay, it's a little silly, but it, it, it's something different. And I know when I'm in the car or I'm walk, walking my dog, I'm not going to listen to the radio because I tell you the radio has really declined. In, in the way they host the shows and especially in, in sports radio it's more like like a garbage talk where you know it, you can get really intelligent talk on on podcasts and you know it's not interrupted by ads every few minutes i know we we do ads on, on believe network I and mean, that's how you get some money it's not any day every few minutes you know we can listen to it at a uh you know, an hour
2: show and you have
3: a minute of a commercial. Okay, that's fine. You know, and that's why I enjoy checking different different type of podcasts out there.
2: Ron, to answer your question, also yes, there are some that I'll listen to, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, this is this is garbage, and I won't go back to it. And you know what? If anyone has a problem with that, you know, you can turn us off. I but don't turn us off, please. We'll get better. <laughs> but but no, you can you can tell. You can tell. And and I'll tell you, if we when we started, I, I think there's definitely room for these podcasts to get better. When we started, I always joke, we sounded like, actually, it would have sounded better if we had two tin cans and a string. There were a few interviews that we did that it was just like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, couldn't even understand. I'm, I'm surprised anybody stayed right. with us. That. But, but that, that's, you know, that's the better. great
0: thing about this medium, though, is that you could do that. Yes, you could actually build it up and practice. And and that's what, you know, going back to a comment I made earlier, it was so hard to get those reps in because there was just nowhere to go. And so that's what we really wanted to give people was just the opportunity to just like a lot of the athletes, you know, you picked up a ball at eight, and you didn't turn pro for another 13, 14 years. Now, luckily, it doesn't take that long as a host, but it takes time, you know, you got to build up a cadence, confidence, an idea of what you're doing, you know, how to extract, you know, good interviews and so that's, that's funny that you said that. And we, we tell our people too, like a lot of our hosts want to bring in their number one guest on the first episode. And we tell them like, get the first couple of episodes out of the way, make sure everything's <laughs> recording. Right. Make sure everything sounds good. Then bring in the big hitters.
2: Right. The scariest thing is when we finish an episode or something and then Jeff texts me and he says, uh, something happened. And I'm like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No, <laughs> You know, I always say everybody has a story because you know, there's there's obviously the top athletes. I'll tell you who we, we've we been trying to get. You know what? I'm going to say it right now. George Brett. We want George Brett on this show. Bron, if you have any connection with George Brett, <laughs> we're begging. George Brett is is somebody we've been trying to get. And I could just imagine us doing an interview with George Brett and then Jeff saying, it didn't record right <laughs> i might have to reach through and what do you mean strangle them but right, and,
0: and and that'll happen it it really it really we had yeah. some of those when we first launched this i mean people were using skype you know zoom wasn't around yet we felt mm-hmm. like we were geniuses and skype would steal your interviews sometimes it was like notorious for that but people were okay with it because it just this was the new medium and they would do interviews again. I think it's one of our first or, or second shows. Like, you know, the first two interviews they did just evaporated into the Skype sphere. Uh, and then they had to battle back and interview new people. But yeah, that that that's a great part of this, is that you can just get that out of the way. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're talking to George Brett about his favorite barbecue.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> we hope to be talking to George Brett about his favorite barbecue. Braun,
0: <laughs> you've got to have. Connections. Let us know. Let us know. We will. Th- those are the kind of things that you know a network can do. It's if it's booking you know two up ep- two guests per episode that can get a little tough. But if you've got a north star guest like that, then let us take a shot at that.
2: Yeah, we we do. I mean, we because of we are baseball and barbecue, and I don't have to ask you and say, oh, how unique is that? Because I know it's unique. It's not a. It's I. I like to say, and Jeff's not a big fan of Reese's, but that we are the perfect Reese's peanut butter cup. It's two great subjects that go great together. And now I know that you are a baseball fan, right? So what, what team do you root for? Dodgers through and through. All right.
0: Maybe get back to the angels here at Moreno cells. And they put a competent team on the field. Then our orange County guys can go for the angels, but my dad's from Whittier, which is LA. And so I grew up Dodger season tickets and, Go out every year, and you know, obviously, just a big LA sports fan from being from Orange County, so it's bleeding Dodger Blue forever.
2: Yeah, well, not much bleeding this year, that's for sure. You guys are this, oh, they're a
0: machine. Yeah, they
2: wow, I've literally like
0: cracked, cracked the code.
2: Yeah, 50 games over 500. Yeah, there was about. a great
0: article, I, I believe it was on the Athletic earlier this year, that talked about you know, over the course of the last eight years, no matter who's on the field, it's basically been win two, lose one. And they're 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 above that mark this year, even with all the injuries. But what they've really figured out is that they've got you know the best minor league team and the best major league team, and so and the, and then the highest payroll. But they've been fairly frugal. You know they're they're never stuck in a big bad contract. They've been really good about that. And then the ability to even absorb something like a David Price, if it made sense with Mookie, and then they kind of I think correctly forecasted the huge growth in the in the regional network network payments. And so, you know, to pick up the team for 2 billion it seems like a steal now and everybody thought that they were out of their mind. And then, you know, just the competence in general that they've done. I mean, they they they're arguably, you know, a top 5 franchise in all of sports right now and anywhere in the world.
2: Yeah, Jeff, we had on uh, uh what Tim Tim Neverett? Tim Neverett. He what's the what's the book that he wrote? COVID Baseball. COVID
3: I think it's called COVID Baseball.
2: Yeah. He's he, the he,
3: play-by-play guy. Yeah, the Dodgers the World
0: Series in 2020.
2: Yeah. yeah, he was he was a great guest. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, they are a juggernaut. The Dodgers. Yes, I can. Well,
0: let's hope for a Mets Dodgers collision course. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That would be exciting. Yes.
3: Yeah. So let me ask you, where do you see the future of, of podcasting goes? And let me before you answer that, I know I, I've listened to some podcasts that then appeared on the radio. Like we, There was a podcast by Bob Kendrick, mm-hmm. the president of the um, Negro Leagues Museum, and it's called Black Diamonds. He releases it as a podcast, and it's also on SiriusXM MLB Network. So uh, it, it's, is that something that you foresee in the future?
0: Absolutely. And we do a lot of that now. We have several of our shows that are on the radio as well. We have a show on Stadium on television. We have a show on valleys on television. Um, like I said, we've got the streamers the streaming stations and tune in uh, our, our football shows are on Sirius XM app. So behind the paid wall, the goal for us as a company is one show, all platforms. If you can get listens from all of them, then you can add up all of those and then sell advertisements against that. Cause what an advertiser really wants to do is just get in front of people. And as f- much fun as this is, some people like to make money from it. And so if you can build up that o- audience and then monetize it, you can add now more platforms that bring in more audience and then bring in more monetization so putting it on the radio might be another you know 5 or 10,000 listeners well if your show on its own gets 5,000 and then you add the radio now you've got 10 and so then if you add this next streamer or this next tv it just grows and grows and grows and it's just a different way to build an audience versus you know previous which was just really drive all the awareness back to your podcast location but in order to do that, people have to leave wherever they see you because podcasts don't run you podcast to podcast. You know, they stop and then you've got to go find another one. So if you can essentially take your content to the people instead of having them come to you, uh, you can achieve more brand awareness and I think at a lot quicker pace. And that's really becoming belief specialty.
2: Oh, great. The independent podcast, which we are, Although I think we should have a channel on Sirius XM, that's <laughs> right. I'm just saying the independent podcasts they've got to outnumber the. the I'm not even going to say Joe Rogan podcast, but more of a mainstream. They they must they must outnumber it because that's what I mainly see. Is
1: yeah, that the you've case, Ron?
0: You've got a couple different levels, right? I heard a stat about you know it was like something like half of the podcasts on on Apple never get past the second episode. Because people do them and then they think, you know, where's my audience or they didn't like it. They put it up. They just wanted to try it. Right. So you have like two, three million on there. So, you know, you take half of that out. So You have anybody can upstart, very similar to YouTube, you know, or Instagram or Twitter. I think a lot of people with the podcast space, because they see other people making money, they put one up and they think like, where's the money? Which is funny because, you know, you never put up a tweet and then ask Twitter where your money is uh, (laughs) or an Instagram and then ask Instagram, hey, I I posted a photo of my dog. Like, Where's my check? (laughs)
1: Right. <laughs> uh, and it's the same
0: thing you know you've got to be consistent and you've got to build this awareness and then what you started to see was that you know things would merge together much like a direct tv right you've got all these television stations if you can put them all on one platform together you can achieve great economies of scale and then that's why there's a channel because if there was just independent one show starts at eight you know you have to buy the whole channel for the rest of the 24 hours a day so the same thing started to happen in in podcasts where you had these networks popping up because there's economies of scale and then when it comes to selling advertisers want big numbers so if we can put your show alongside 500 others then we can drive up millions and millions of impressions. And then we can get advertisers that only advertise on millions of impressions. So you guys could still get somebody that wanted just specifically baseball or barbecue, but you might not get a visa because the numbers aren't big enough to visa. Even if the show was getting a million downloads per visa, might only want to write a check for a hundred million. So that conglomerate and putting that together. And then on the back end for people like ourselves, very hard to find someone to sell one podcast advertisement for you but if they can sell it as part of a package then it can buy, be financially worth their time. So really it's just an, an economic, you know, Adam Smith bell curve whatever you want to call it from that perspective is you need people to work on your behalf and in order to do that there has to be a big enough scale in order to work. And so that's why the podcast networks come together. Then you've got the Goliath like Joe Rogan. Now he could start his own network if he wanted or he could just sell, you know, his huge show by himself. So you have kind of got all these different spaces the individuals far outnumber i mean that's 99% of it if you're getting over 100 downloads you're probably in the upper 1% just right off the bat because people just don't get that and then you've got the networks like us and the bigger networks and then you've got you know the individuals and then the actual platforms you know spotify has their own content as well essentially you're competing with spotify on their platform against their own content it can be very difficult and that's where you know uh, agencies like us come
2: you know, Jeff, we were talking about the Dodgers and we're back to podcast. I just talked about, I, I want to go back to baseball for a second. And you mentioned the angels got to be one of the most exciting players in the game right now is Shohei Otani. I mean, that's it's, it's stating the obvious, but you mentioned the angels you're out there. How often do you get to watch him? And, and what are your thoughts on this amazing player?
0: I mean, he's incredible. You know, what he's doing is, is you know, it's, Babe Ruth back on the field. I don't know if it'll be a trend either. I thought it was going to be a trend, but it seems like, you know, with the DH that they're actually working away from that, even though I think you're getting, you know, better and better athletes and more and more kids, you always read, you know, somebody got drafted that, you know, was the best pitcher and hitter in their high school. And I, I think most of it's like that, you know, like the quarterback position in football is now the best athlete on the field where it used to, you know, they used to play running back wide receiver, you know, or linebacker. And so I, I think when you watch him, it's just in awe because you wonder if it'll ever happen again because, look, we've been watching baseball our whole lives. So we've never seen anything like it. And, I mean, he's worth the price of admission. Now, I live in West Los Angeles. That is a 30-minute drive to Angel Stadium, except for when Angel Stadium games start, that is a two-hour-and-a-half drive for me, wow. Uh going 10 miles an hour the whole way there. <laughs> it's the the, the 25 miles away from it. So I don't get to a lot of Angels games, but went to a ton growing up as a kid. For
2: me, it's mostly Dodgers. And Jeff, now I'm going to make Bron the perfect guest because we always like to say that the perfect guest and all our guests are perfect, but is one that talks baseball and barbecue. You've talked baseball. Now we've got to get some barbecue talk. So Bron, I know I heard you actually, as I was doing research, you were on a podcast called It's Complicated." And that was okay. back in 2017. That is some
0: good research. You know, they're actually on our network now.
2: Are they? Yeah, are they? Yeah, I heard you on there, and it's just so funny because when you were on there, you were single, and then That's they were right. talking I've got about three dating. kids now. So those questions would definitely have different answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. I mean, we're talking about a difference. Are you still best friends with Kevin though? Yes, I am. Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, so now three kids. You're, now you're a homebody. That's right. At that time on that show, you were talking about how you went out on Friday nights, you were the drunk guy at the bar, but otherwise during the week you were working, you were like a workaholic. So now when you're home, do you do any barbecue, grilling, any kind of live fire cooking?
0: Man, I love barbecuing. Like I oh, said, man. this is a big show to my passions. All right, good. Uh, I, I cook a lot. Backstory on that is my parents got divorced when I was 13. And I lived with my dad at first. And just to sum up my dad's household ability, he was actually putting the liquid soap in the dishwasher and couldn't figure out for like the first three weeks we lived together why it kept setting over. So he had (laughs) never done the dishes in his entire 14 years of marriage. And then he would at you know, that age, he would drop me off at grocery store and tell me to, we're not eating if you're not (laughs) getting groceries. So I'd go in and and load up the groceries. And then he'd be like, we're not eating if you're not cooking. So I started Ah. to learn how to cook and I made some unedible plates for a long, long time. And then I started to figure it out. And now I feel like I can pretty much cook about anything, but barbecue is something that I just didn't do that much, but I've been doing it a lot more lately and especially during COVID. I mean, I was ordering stuff all over the internet from Omaha and and some of the other uh, gold belly that had popped up because I couldn't leave the house. So we are like, well, Saturday night, I'm going to, you know, let's get something sent in from Seattle. No one was even going to the local grocery store. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the barbecue. Uh, baseball stats and barbecue go hand in hand and and I feel pretty up to date on either.
2: You hear that, Jeff?
0: What brand of barbecue you have out there you have a Weber. you have a traeger you have a uh, a pit barrel what do you have out there in your backyard so if you take a char broil you take a a pen and you cover in the l it says char and i always thought that was the funniest thing so <laughs> char brawn
2: all right <laughs> okay and so bron, what are you cooking what's what's going on there
0: pretty diverse because i'm more of a salmon guy and my wife is steak okay so but she likes the rest of seafood so anything from you know filet salmon i love with the skin on because it's so easy and i think it just tastes the best on the barbecue lobster is great i love like barbecue chicken the legs or leg thigh combo my favorite recipe on that's like six and a half minute flips re re sauce with the brush every time like 45 minutes on the low side that is very good and it costs like I don't even know if chickens know how, how unvaluable their arms and legs are, but I mean, you you go to the store and you get, you know, six chicken drumlets for $1.99 and they're fantastic.
2: But the wings are a lot. Now wings are expensive. expensive. I mean, they, (laughs) they,
0: they fly, but if you eat them, they're, they're free essentially.
2: (laughs) So now actually I, I love salmon on the grill too. I love to make cedar plank salmon. Okay. Have you have you uh, used uh, the cedar plank with salmon?
0: No, no, I haven't. But that sounds fantastic. I'm more of like I like refining one specific barbecue thing, like because I always cook him for other people, and I never want to cook anything bad. So my my advice to anybody that's making dinner is: I feel like people are like, "Oh, you're coming over from dinner. I want to make this thing." Don't do that. Make the thing you're really good at. When people mm-hmm. come over and when you when you cook for yourself, then you can experiment. So if it's crap, you haven't ruined everybody's good night. Exactly.
2: There's, exactly, there's the slogan. Make what you're good at because if it's crap, you haven't ruined everybody's good night. I like that. That's right.
0: That's <laughs> that's our new slogan.
1: <laughs> right.
0: The, th- the thing I've been making the most is, is edge of barbecue, but on the grill. There is a restaurant in Santa Monica, Santa Monica Seafood, and they sell ahi sushi grade and that is like the easiest thing you could possibly cook additional recommendation you go to a restaurant nicest restaurant you order the seared ahi appetizer it's a like $28 they give you four slices for $28 you can get 40 slices if you just go make it yourself and yeah. it, cu- it takes five minutes two and a half minutes on the skillet each side slices it's a an incredible barbecue appetizer
2: your wife likes steak on the grill steak. so surf and turf that's right there you go I well of course tri-tip is is the big meat out in out in uh California right but what's what kind of cut of steak do you like what what does she like
0: uh she likes fillet okay. I'm not as big of a fillet fan I think it's a little soft I like more of a New York
2: yeah a New York strip
0: yeah I'll go with a strip ribeye sometimes mm-hmm. I mean it's all good you know you're really splitting hairs there but if I, if I'm going to choose and like, I'm at a nice restaurant, I, I, I prefer either like the ribeye with the bone in just something with a little bit more, I think like it doesn't like people like the filet because it melts. Like I, that's not really why I like it. I like more of a marble cut. So, or something that's just, just whatever the the texture uh, is for a New York just kind of fits
2: my palate better. See, I'm not a big bone person. So I'll cut all the meat off the bone and then maybe my wife will take the bone, you know, and, and. and and I'm sure that sounded terrible, (laughs) but, but I'm just, you know, I just like to get the meat. Do you, are you like, do you like to know on the bone? I mean, I will clean it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Chicken wings too. Oh yeah. I always look at my friends and I'm like, you've got so much left on there.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: That's, that's me. I don't like to, I get close to the bone and that's it. I don't like to pick it up and stuff. Sometimes I do, but. Even then, I'm not I'm not cleaning off the bone. I'm cleaning you know? it. Yeah, that's the. If best. it's on
0: my plate, it really doesn't matter what it is. I'm cleaning it,
2: so I might as well do the same with the, with the, the chicken wings and the T-bone. And then, what kind of sides are you making? Because that's also everybody concentrates on. You know, when they grill and they they make the the main course, and then the sides are kind of like, oh yeah, let's throw some vegetables on or something. Do you put some effort into the sides, or are you kind of like to throw it on at the end?
0: No, I mean I love grilled vegetables. I think are great. The 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 charcoal flavor on like asparagus or broccoli, I think is fantastic, or even like a bell pepper. So uh, always good with those. Corn is easy. You know, soak it, throw it on. And then uh you go back inside, you know, mashed potatoes, yams, mac and cheese. All those things are all pretty easy as well. So
2: mac and cheese in a cast iron skillet on the grill. You get that crust on the outside. Okay. That, listen
0: I think with mac and cheese, you go to a restaurant and you eat it and you're like, this is fantastic. But when you make it at home, you're just not going to put in the entire stick of butter and 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 all that cream. And so you you really get to take a lot of that fat out because I just don't think people when they serve themselves ever put that much on that a restaurant does. Because no, I think that's, that's another barbecue tip is no matter what it is, just put butter all over it. If you're serving it for somebody else and it's going to be fantastic. But when you make it for yourself, you're not as inclined to do that. Yeah, mac and cheese with a a little bit of light cheese, I think, is a great and people people eat it up.
2: Yeah, 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 and it gets yeah nice and crisp on the outside. All right, Jeff, I know I ate dinner already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. That's the thing about this show, you get hungry. We, I don't know how much you've heard, but we've had pitmasters, we've had we we even have people who on who have wood companies and they have you know stories just about the special woods that they that they sell and we okay, have so that's we, next
0: that's next level that's like talking to a, a baseball yeah. player about a curve and then yeah, interviewing I, me about it yeah the, I'm, I'm a i'm a mid-level in the barbecue a high-end observer in the baseball sphere
3: well, we we've uh, one of our favorite interviews was a world champion los angeles dodger who appeared on Search, and that was uh, a <laughs> nice jerry royce i don't know if you remember jerry okay. royce it's probably before your time that but name? He, but he was a great Dodger, won the 81 World Series with the Dodgers. And the old, uh, him and, and Steve Yeager and, and two other guys, I think Rick Mundy was another one, who uh, appeared on Star Search and sang We Are the Champions. So it was actually in Google. It was a great video out there on YouTube.
0: That's amazing. I got to check that out. We just had um, Bryant McKinney, the uh, offensive lineman for the Minnesota Vikings, was on a uh, – talent show as uh yeah. with a with a group it came out about a month ago so i'm right. gonna send that over to you guys same right. kind of thing
2: oh yeah we'd like yeah, to see that absolutely you know we have i know we're taking a, a lot of your time we'll we'll wrap up soon but we've had on some guests you talk about like we had nick mangold center for the year well the 11 years i think sure. center for Great the very well spoken thank you so he you know he has his own sauce now howard johnson you know 30 30 guy for a number of years, and what does he want to talk about? He cooks on a big green egg. He wants our brisket recipe. <laughs> you know, we we had. I I love to tell this story. We had on Steve Traxel, right now. Steve Traxel, long major league career, tons of stories. We bring on a, a one of the our our friends of the show, uh, Doug Shiding. He's a champion, pit, world champion pitmaster. Steve. Mentioned when he was coming on, it's like, oh, I have a Traeger, so he wants to talk barbecue as well. So okay, great. So we finished with Steve. We think we finished with Steve, and we said, all right, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. Thank you, Steve. And 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 he says, but but wait, I I have more questions. <laughs> so uh-huh. I mean, that's great. Steve Traxel and Doug Shiding, and we just sat back and said, you guys go. And Doug gave him all his. I don't know how to brine a turkey and different and, and they just, and, and Steve Traxel it turns out is a, uh, is a sommelier and Doug is. And, and I think we, I, I think we, we set up a nice bromance there is, is I think, I think that's we great credit yeah. for that.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So on, so, on on the bleep.com
3: website, you have a, a page that says avatar. So if anybody wanted to go in and, and find out about advertising on any of your shows. Just go to that link and and you'll send them information. And there's also that's a, right. It's also a, a link to a shop. So some of these shows actually sell swag. Is that the is that's that correct? right?
0: Okay. We need to get some baseball and barbecue. Yeah. Sweat. Yeah. You need some swag. Talk to the team. Yeah, we've been adding it by shows. I mean, we can do you know a couple a day. So we're just kind of going through the process of putting stuff up there. But I'd love to get your guys' stuff up there.
2: We could sell, you know, they sell game worn jerseys. So Jeff, every time we do a show, we could sell like a game <laughs> a
1: show worn.
0: <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> we need we need some tips, good, good mugs. I mean, we have got some we've got some decent stuff up there. Uh give it give it a look and then and then let us know what you what you're interested in. We'll put the logo on it.
2: Well, That's excellent. Yeah, That's uh, excellent.
1: Yeah.
2: So Bron, we we can't thank you enough for coming on with us. We we've our time on believe everyone has been super nice from the thank you from the first person that we that we spoke to in the very beginning and and everyone it's just we've had a great experience and thank you i
0: really appreciate that yeah it, it
2: it's been terrific but the only thing i i want to know is we want to be number one i mean we are number <laughs> one i get it but you know we want to be bigger than that so that's what we need to do and i think this interview will actually launch it i think this 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 is the one. This is the one. This is going to get us. We we will be number one. I think we'll be in the Believe Magazine for this one, Jeff.
0: Okay, (laughs) that's great. Yeah. Well, look, guys, really appreciate the time and and thank you so much for the kind words. I mean, what you're saying is, you know, what we set out to build something that didn't exist. So, you know, it's just great to know that we were on the right uh, path. So, thank you so much for that. And then we can't go until you tell me what you like to cook on the barbecue so that we can uh, discuss that in the uh,
3: future. Well, I'm a big chicken guy, Thatchcock chicken. I, I like to, to cook it on a Traeger. It's low, low and slow. It's indirect. And, uh, and I just put some rub on and some sauce at the end and it is delicious.
2: And when my, when my wife likes it, I know it's good. <laughs> Happy wife. Yeah. Great. Happy wife. That's
0: right. Yeah.
2: And, Bron, I like, okay, if I've got the time, ribs seem to be my go-to, pork ribs, beef ribs, every once in a while, a brisket, I love to make pastrami, but that's when I have the time. If I'm pressed for time, quick dinner, I like to get chicken thighs, Bell and Evans chicken thighs, great chicken, you know, you really, you could, you could take, you can definitely taste the quality. and. There's not a lot of fat on them. And I like to put a rub on there, whatever the rub is. And I'm going to give a plug because I love to put on. We have a we have a friend of the show, Ray Sheehan, who has a wonderful company excuse me, called Barbecue Buddha. OK, he has some great sauces. At the end, I just take the, the chicken thigh, which is small enough. I fill a bowl with some sauce. I put the chicken thigh right in the sauce. I don't even bother brushing it on. I just dunk it, put it back on the grill, let the sauce you know, caramelize on there, and just don't overcook it because you're going to get, then it's going to burn because there is some sugar in there, right? But that is just perfect. The skin is nice and crisp. It's good. It's good. So you
0: dunk it right at the end, throw it right back on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't cook it with the sauce in the beginning. You you want it at the end, but you put a rub on, put a nice rub. And I like to cook. It's over a high heat skin side down. So this, the fat renders, there's not a lot of fat, but whatever's on there renders off and the skin gets really crisp and you just got to be careful because there's the fine line between the skin being burnt and being crisp. Right, And as long as you don't cross that line you're, you're good. And then you turn it. And with thighs, the great thing about chicken thighs is you're not really going to overcook them. You, I used to like go indirect. Like I would take them off the heat and then put them somewhere else. I can cook it right over the heat and it, it doesn't matter. The skin, the, uh, the chicken will not burn because the thighs, they stay, you know, they stay nice and moist and, uh, Got
0: it. okay. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to try that next time. I yeah. appreciate that.
2: Easy. It's easy. Right. And and it's just delicious, you know. Right. And then you grill some vegetables, or you have, you know. What's another good thing is put a couple of potatoes on in the, you know, uh, maybe the red potatoes, new potatoes, whatever Yukons in the beginning, and they cook while it's going. So, you know, some good potatoes on It's good. It's good. It's all good, Brian. Love <laughs> it. Well, make me hungry. If you're ever in it's New tired. York, you may come over for a barbecue i, I gladly invite you, take you up on that yeah. jeff cannot come over but you can
3: <laughs> well thank, thank you. you brian so much for joining us and of uh, course you know uh, we love the believe network and we encourage you people to look at the website check out the shows i was first and then everybody else so thank you very much <laughs> <laughs>
2: Outstanding. And jeff, jeff you can come over you you can thank come you. over to the barbecue thank too you.
0: thank you all right well you guys have a wonderful day it
2: was a pleasure okay thank you thank you Ron.
0: hi this is gary mack of the mets musings
3: podcast and if you want a lip smacking finger licking good podcast then you gotta listen to baseball and bbq with Len and jeff they have the best guests and the best recipes on all the internet so check it out baseball and bbq
2: Thank you very much, Bron. We are thrilled to be on the network. You're very kind to come on with us. We appreciate it. And now I guess you just have another 499 podcasts to appear on, apparently. (laughs) But I don't know that every podcast is asking you to be on. They should, but I just don't know that they're asking. So, Len, we had
3: only one guest tonight, so we have a little time to talk. What do you want to talk about, Jeff? You know, I have this Yankee-loving friend who uh, I text with a lot. It's a lot of back and forth. And, you know, we're talking about Aaron Judge. And I said, because he gives me, he really, you know, tweaks me a lot about the they this and that, you know, but whatever. So I have to, you know, tweak him back just a little, you know, just a, you know, a little tweak, you know, just to get a thorn on the side. So talk about Aaron Judge and who, as of this recording, has, I think, 55 home runs, which is 21 or 22 home runs ahead of the second-place guy. And, you know, last time that was a large discrepancy with Babe Ruth. So I said, "Mm, you know, well, you just hope he's not on anything. Oh, he goes, oh, he got angry. He goes, oh, he's not on anything. I go, how do you know? They test all the time. I go, well, guess what? They actually have. They make drugs before they make the test, because how could you make a test for a drug that doesn't exist? So I go, I, he's probably not on anything, but you never know. He could be that one, 1% that he might be on something, because Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, A-Rod, now Fernando Tatis, or Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, you know, all the other guys, they put doubt, they put doubt in everything going forward. Would it surprise you if they found something that somebody was on?
2: Yes, I would be very surprised. I don't agree. No, of course. It would it shock me? No, it would not shock me. Nothing, it would nothing would shock me these days. They've been
3: testing in for years now. Yet
2: Fernando Tatis Tatis gets right. Yes.
3: I mean, they've been around. They know it's testing and they still do it. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: So you know, I'm just saying, you know what? Because Judge is twenty over twenty home runs uh, in front of the second place guy, and that's a lot, don't you think?
2: Yeah, of course. I, I, it is a lot, but it's not the first. He has fifty-five home runs as of this recording. That's not the first time that somebody's hit fifty home runs. No, it's not. Okay, but and it's, it's also
3: not the first time, but it is the first time. He's twenty, you know, more than almost two dozen ahead of the second. I place got, guy.
2: I got it. I understand, but. You're not saying that he is using. No, no, just, no, no, no.
3: I'm just putting it in the mind, just to tweak and right. just I understand. a little right. bit
2: because of what happened in the past. Of course, there, you, there's some doubt, but he, the man, is Paul Bunyan. I know. Oh, I, know. I mean, he is Paul, freaking Bunyan. Let me just say if this: you,
3: Do I think he's done anything? No, I don't.
2: No, me neither. Okay.
3: But uh, you know. You just have to, you know, have a little possibility. Leave room for little possibility.
2: Right. You know? Right.
1: But he, he, has know. he has
2: 55. He 55, yes. He doesn't have 60. He doesn't have 61. Not at this point, but he but doesn't have 73. So,
3: but being so far ahead of the second guy is that's yes. that hasn't
2: happened since Babe Ruth. Well, well, Babe Ruth wasn't on anything except hot dogs and beer. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but and and I'm going to argue. Okay, Jeff, I this is not even what you were talking about. Except, in my opinion, Judge is having a phenomenal year. You know, he's his batting average is above 300. He oh, has. Is it? I think I think he's sitting 307. Oh, is he? Okay. At least as of this recording. Okay. Maybe maybe it went down a point. Maybe it went up All a right. point. Whatever. Okay. All right. It's around there. Okay. I think he is. He has over 100 RBIs. And he has the 55 home runs, but I still believe, and I still will say, and if I had a vote, I would vote for Shoei Ohtani, who I think is the most exciting player in baseball, I think should be the repeat MVP.
3: Shoei Ohtani is only top five in home runs and top five in strikeouts, not being struck out. (laughs) I mean, as a Mm -hmm. pitcher, (laughs) leading in strikeouts. He's he has over
2: yeah, he has over 10 wins. He's got a very good ERA and he is amazing. Yes. He's got over 30 home runs. I think I think 33 or something like that as of this recording. In my opinion, the the differential in home runs between him and Judge is not enough when you factor in the the, the his pitching. My opinion is Shohei Ohtani is the MVP for the second year in a row.
3: Yes, and the Angels could could finish just as bad with him as and without him, but Judge, the Yankees would not be anywhere near where they are without Judge. So I, I see what you're saying. I'm not sure which way I would vote, but I think it's very impressive that that Otani, top five in, in in pitching categories and hitting categories.
2: That's yeah. just that's just amazing. Yeah, and that's what that's because of that, and unfortunately for Judge he's doing it at the time when otani is incredible and i don't know sentiment seems to be in judge's favor we will see my opinion is otani yeah, but well, anyway I- that wasn't that wasn't your point no you you were tweaking your friend yeah. and uh you know no no names please <laughs> <laughs> and and i understand the the heck that you get from him so i can definitely understand why you want to tweak him back.
3: And, and if you think you have any opinion on this, give us a call, 516 855 8214 Email us baseball and bbq at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our Facebook page, baseball and BBQ. We have a Twitter account. Tweet, 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 at baseball and BBQ. Instagram, baseball and barbecue and barbecue is all spelled out. Website is www, 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 <laughs> www.baseballandbbq.weebly.com. Please, please rate and review us.
2: And subscribe. And, you know, Jeff, I don't even think you need to put the W's anymore. I don't know. I think I, those uh, might be automatic. I don't you know, know. Len, Len since
3: our last broadcast, podcast, I should say. Yeah. Yes. Major League Baseball implemented
2: some new rules oh here we go yes the new rules i knew we'd get to this sooner wait a second later. you're the one who wanted to get to it <laughs> i i know but then i thought about it and i just it
3: i do have a question for you yeah you know the base is going to be a little bigger right uh-huh yes. right you know this yeah. right
2: i do know it yes do
3: you consider a home plate a base yes of course so is the home plate going to be bigger
2: I don't know if they're going to make home plate bigger. I, I don't know. It's big enough <laughs> for some yeah. umpires. It definitely is bigger now. Okay. Jeff, the, the reason I, I don't want to get into this is, and if, and and maybe some people will say that now I'm old fashioned with I, I'm all for improving upon the game, but I'm not a big fan of the fact that they're going to have pitch clocks, and I'm certainly not a fan of the fact that you are going to be limited to the pitchers are going to be limited to two pickoff attempts, basically two throws over to first. If they then make a third. Now this is the way I understand it. If they try for a third and they're not successful in getting the runner out, the base runner out, he balks, then it's a balk. But if you get him out, he's out. Right. One of the things it's not going to be on this episode, of course, but we're going to have an episode where we spoke to a couple of people about their book and we spoke about the game. And and I'm not going to I I, I like to surprise. So but one of the things we spoke about was the game itself and how things change and, and statistics and all that. It's going to change the game immensely. Stolen bases should be going way up. If I now got you to throw over twice to first base. All right and that's easy enough yeah you know i i pretend that i'm going but i know you're going to throw over so i go back you've thrown over twice i'm going to take a big lead not only that but now the bases are bigger so i have less distance to go there's going to be a lot of stolen bases and what about the shift and there's no more shift so now now your thing you i guess you won't be asking former players you know why they can't just hit it You know, hit it where they ain't because now they they won't ain't be there. They'll it. They'll be there.
3: There's only two positions where they have to be locked in. In my opinion, the pitcher and catcher. Then the manager can put any other seven guys anywhere he wants.
2: Right. but Not anymore.
3: Not not anymore. It's up to the batter to, you know, take advantage of that. You know what? Right. But, you know, we've gone through this a, a lot. Yeah. Uh, right. I, do, I do want to say something about the pitch clock. I don't mind the pitch clock, but I think it's named wrong because it's not just the pitchers. Just, the hitters get out of box every single pitch. Right. I mean, I, I noticed this with the Mets, then Vogelbach, Vogel he gets out every single pitch and takes 5, 10, 15 seconds. So it's not just the pitcher. It is It is, a pitch. It is it's bat, all, the batter as well. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the batter will get any
2: penalty. Stay in the box. They they gotta stay in the you know what? They want they should have something where you've gotta stay in the box for like three pitches, or you know, you what I don't know. They're gonna everybody's gonna be counting. You you so you bring in a pitcher, he has to face three batters. You've got now you can only throw over twice. Who's keeping track of all this? Well, you
3: know, this was done by Major League Baseball, and I have in my hand, I picked it out from the, the internet. The response by the Major League Players Association.
2: What was their response?
3: I'm going to read this word for word Statement on competition committee vote. Players live the game day in and day out. On field rules and regulations impact their preparation, performance, and ultimately the integrity of the game itself. Player leaders from across the league were engaged in on field rules negotiations through the competition committee and they provided specific and actionable feedback on the changes proposed by the commissioner's office. Major League Baseball was unwilling to meaningfully address the areas of concern that the players raised, and as a result, players on the competition committee voted unanimously against the implementation of the rules covering defensive shifts and the use of the pitch timer. End quote. They can't agree on anything. Not a thing,
2: not a thing. By the way, how many more stolen bases do you think Ricky Henderson would have if <laughs> it was restricted to two throws over? Yeah, and know, right? And a bigger base. It's going to be, uh, you know,
3: apples. It's not going to be apples to apples anymore. Yeah,
2: you and know? I and forget. I I mentioned Ricky Henderson. I could have mentioned uh, other people. I could have mentioned Maury Wills. I could have mentioned you know, Yeah, I mean, of course. By yeah.
3: the way, I I I misspoke. You know, many, many podcasts go when I said the distance between the bases would be shorter. Actually, that's a true statement, but the bases will still be 90 feet apart because they measure from the center of the base to the center of the base. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't
2: realize that, but yeah, yeah. found that since yeah. then. So so they can make the bases as big as they want as long as it's <laughs> from so. the center. Can you imagine now? I, I would imagine being an, ump- I don't know, is it going to be easy, you know, with instant replay? Well, instant replay makes it harder to be an umpire. It's gotta be because you, every, every, if you make a play, I'm sorry, make a play, make a decision, right? What you, you have your hand up. Don't Go get ahead. me
3: wrong. I mean, <laughs> they even screw that up. They even screw up instant replay. And you know, that's another rant that I can get into, but, you know, for sake of time, I'm not going to get into that rant right now.
2: Oh, but it's, it's it's coming, folks. It's well, coming. I, got, it's, I just got to say, yeah, has made a call. Which is are you ranting? Of- I, it, because I need to know it because then it's official. I got to do my rant, my baseball <laughs> rant. Do it. All right. Here we go. All right, everybody. This is an impromptu one because I Jeff was not ready for this. But here we go. Uh baseball rant.
3: Like I was going to say, Angel Hernandez has got to be the worst umpire that there has ever been. This guy's got to be demoted to the minor leagues. Actually, he should be demoted to the Little League. He is so bad. There was a play, the first play of the day of the Met game on Sunday against the Marlins. Brandon Nimmo hit the ball out to the outfield. Gets in, it hits the bottom of the fence. They, and then he calls time, making it a, a double. He said it got wedged in the fence. There was not wedging in the fence. At the bottom of the fence, you can see there's a, a, a space. The ball was not wedged in there. The fielder picked up the ball and and did not, you know, he, he did he hustle on a play? No. But Brandon Nimmo was on third base. He was called back, had to go back to second base. Did you know that Angel Hernandez had called timeout and said the ball was wedged? He wasn't even the closest guy to the play. You had the third base and the second base umpire out there. Couldn't, couldn't make the call, but no. Angel Hanna just had to put his hands up and say timeout before the play ended. He has got to be the worst umpire in baseball. And that, come on, the Players Association and the Commissioner's Office got to agree on that.
2: All right. I, I so want to say something to Continue your rant, so because I know I just have to say something that'll. But you know what, Jeff? They have a hard job. The umpires have a very hard job, and I think you're being tough on Angel Hernandez. Yeah, give me, him a break.
3: Me and millions of other baseball fans, I, and players, and players. Did yes. you see Kyle Schwaber go from him this year? Oh my God, that was a that was a great rant by by uh, Kyle Schwaber.
2: So let's get some people. I met fans, whatever. Call the show, contact the show. Do you agree with Jeff? Of course you gotta agree with Jeff. (laughs) But let us hear from you because I don't know. I just think, I think you're being really tough on Angel Hernandez. I mean, the guy, you know, come on, being an umpire is tough.
3: Yeah. It's not easy. Angel Hernandez wants to have the spotlight on him. That's for sure.
2: He's terrible. (laughs) So, listen,
3: is is I catch my breath? Yes, he is. (laughs) Well, I catch my breath. You know, it's late summer coming to fall, but we should tell people it's not the end of barbecue season.
2: No, no, it's not the end of barbecue season. No, we spoke to Bron about barbecue. Yes, we did. Yeah, no, it's not. Don't, don't, it's definitely not. This past weekend was incredible.
3: Well, here in the Northeast, yes. I don't know about anywhere else, but yes, definitely. Keep on barbecuing, people. It's still, you can barbecue year-round. I know some people, when it's, get, it's really cold out, you don't want to stay outside, but you really want to get that smoky flavor on, on, on the meat. I got, mm-hmm. Today, I, I made some pork chops. I mean, it was delicious. So, oh,
2: really? How'd you make them?
3: I may have just put on some of the uh, Blue's Hog rub mm-hmm. and just stuck them on the grill for a few minutes. I mean, pork chops really doesn't take that long to grill.
2: No, no. Not at but, all. You know,
3: the, the trick is don't overcook them because and use the thermometer because at 145 take off pork chop, because if you let it go a little longer, it get tough to chew.
2: Yeah, they they dry out. You, you want pork chop at
3: 145.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They dry out. I, I've been wanting to make, I mean, it's, you know, now it's football, football season, college pro. And of course we still have baseball, but of co- tailgating, you know, wings, so I've been wanting to make wings, and uh, Jeff, do you know any good wing recipes? There's got to be a book on wings, right? <laughs> I think there might be. Well, join us in future episodes. You might you might hear something about a wing book. That's oh, cool. that's a tease. Cool, yeah. Little teaser, right?
3: And, and, and did you know in a, in a couple of weeks is the American Royale?
2: Yes, yeah, I do know because that's where that's. Everybody's going except everybody's us. Going. Yeah, except us, exactly right. In
1: yeah. Kansas City, everybody everybody's is.
2: going. Jeff, I, we could talk for hours, but we'd probably lose all of our listeners. So <laughs> let's just tell everyone that we are brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. But this is not the start of the show, unless you're unless you're listening in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> like those remember the old they used to say if you played the Beatles records backwards you'd hear like you know satanic verses or something Oh, yeah. no, this is the end and so we're gonna end the show Jeff you know how we end the show right with the poet Shel Krakowski and the musician that's Dave Dresser and the song that's baseball always brings you home let's bring it home and let's listen and see everyone. And just episode 152 is coming up in a week. Goodbye, everybody.